Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, as always. Sure to appreciate y'all joining me, give me a little bit of your time. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and to help it to grow, I'm incredibly grateful and humbled. Lord, thank you for the time to sit here. The time to do this podcast and the people that listen to it and share it. Guide them through their day. Give me the words that you want me to speak. Help us to seek you first. Not a whole lot report. One of my girls carved our first jack-o'-lantern of the season. She's pretty excited about that. It was a good time. And now we have some pumpkin seeds to roast. And it was a pumpkin out of the garden, which is even more fun. So it's a pretty good time all in all. No puppy dogs, no kitty cats yet. They'll come, I'm sure. <clears throat> we'll see. So we're going to keep going with Columbus. Uh, I'm just going to continue to kind of read some excerpts out of this America's God and Country Encyclopedia. Make a few comments here and there, but Maybe more than a few, but the overall point again, folks, is there was a reason that our country up until recent times celebrated Columbus and his achievements. Not that he was perfect by any means. I've said often before, no man is except Christ. I can point you to him, but he's the only one. But it's it's foolish on our part. And we can see where this goes logically. There's a <laughs> y'all are gonna laugh. I saw a clip within the last few days of an I guess if you want to call it an interview, it was an exchange on Dr. Phil of all places. And there was a lady there implying that because, I don't even know what it's called, agua fresca, something like that. It's water, sugar, and fruit all blended together. That because that was an inherently, I don't know how she phrased it, Latino or Hispanic drink that there ought to be some compensation for the creator of that drink or something along those lines, folks. It just, it's mind-boggling. We've gotten to the point where we want to 
Jefferson said something along these lines, take away from those who are willing to work and give to those who aren't. He, he may have phrased it differently. But today we want to give all this credit to people that have done nothing to deserve that credit. And we want to take away credit from people that worked incredibly hard, unbelievably hard, faced one challenge after another after another. Obviously the dogs have found something out in the pasture. It's very important. At any rate, Columbus took on this voyage when everybody else said he was crazy. It opened up the new world to European exploration. The vast, vast, vast majority. If you could say all of us today here in the Americas wouldn't be here without his voyage and then the other side to pretend that the natives here were all in this idyllic utopian setting is a, a fairy tale of the grandest kind. Bartolome de las Casas, who was called the apostle of the Indians, was one of the first Christian missionaries in America. As the first priest ordained in the New World, he became known for his devotion to the oppressed and enslaved natives. In addition to knowing Columbus personally, Bartolome, Bartolome's father and uncle were shipmates and colonists under Columbus. He copied Columbus's original journal of the first voyage into an abstract in which he recorded October 8, 1492. Thanks be to God, says the Admiral, the air is soft as April in Seville, and it is a pleasure to be in it, so fragrant it is. October 10th, 1492. <coughs> Excuse me. Here the people could no longer stand it and complained of the long voyage. But the admiral cheered them as best he could, holding out good hope of the advantages they would have. He added that it was useless to complain. He had come to go to the Indies and so had to continue until he found them with the help of our Lord. October 12, 1492. At two hours after midnight appeared the land, at a distance of two leagues. They handed all sails and set the trio, which is the main sail without bonnets, to lay to, waiting for daylight, Friday, when they arrived in an island of the Bahamas that was called in the Indian's tongue, Guanahani, San Salvador, so that they might be well disposed towards us. For I knew that they were a people to be delivered and converted to our holy faith, rather by love 
than by force. I gave so some some red caps, and to others glass beads, which they hung around their necks, and many other things of slight value. At this they were greatly pleased, and became so entirely our friends that it was a wonder to see. I believed that they would easily be made Christians, for it seemed to me that they had no religion of their own. Our Lord willing, when I depart I shall bring back six or seven of them to your highness, so that they may learn to talk our language. October 16, 1492 I don't recognize in them any religion, and I believe that they are very promptly would turn Christian, for they are very good understanding. November 6, 1492 I maintain, most serene princes, that if they had access to devout religious persons knowing the language, they would all turn Christian. And so I hope in our Lord that your highnesses will do something about it with much care. In order to turn to the church so numerous a folk and to convert them as you have destroyed those who would not seek to confess the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And after your days, for we are all mortal, you will leave your realms in a very tranquil state and free from heresy and wickedness and will be well received before the eternal Creator to whom I pray to grant you long life and great increase of many realms and lordships, and both will and disposition to increase the holy Christian religion, as hitherto you have done. November 27, 1492 But now, please our Lord, I shall see the most that I may, and little by little I shall come to understand and know, and I will have this language taught to people of my household, because I see that all so far have one language. And afterwards, the benefits will be known, and it will be endeavored to have these folk Christians. For that will easily be done, since they have no religion, nor are they idolaters. And I say that your highness ought not to consent that any foreigner does business or sets foot here, except Christian Catholics, since this was the end and the beginning of the enterprise that it should be for the enhancement and glory of the Christian religion. Nor should anyone who is not a good Christian come to these parts. Obviously, Columbus' wishes weren't granted. <clears throat> I think the point, though, here, just a little side note, it's important to realize, again and again, Columbus focuses on spreading Christianity, on bringing Christ to others, to other parts of the world. And whether you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, although I have to recommend that you do, the point remains that you don't have to be Christian in order to be an American, to live in the United States. But from the very, very beginning, this land was sought out to spread Christianity. And it's had ups and downs. Sometimes we've followed God's word. Often we have not. But it's those times that we haven't that have caused us the most distress. At some point down the road, we're going to talk about some of the colonies, the first colonies that were founded. 
and, and how much trouble they had when they tried to institute a socialistic society that goes against the Bible and how that turned around when the tenets of the Bible of God and the principles of Christ, again, regardless of if you choose to follow Christ as your Lord and Savior, those principles that he taught were followed and how quickly that turned the colonies around. Obviously, horrible things have happened in the Americas since Columbus came. But there were horrible things happening before, too. And, and to not see the direct correlation between when things went well, when the principles of Christ were followed, and, and when things went and continue to go poorly when those principles aren't followed, that takes a great deal of, of ignorance or malevolence. I think this statement here, since this was the end and the beginning of the enterprise, that it should be for the enhancement and glory of the Christian religion. Regardless of what modern culture says about greed and pillage and plunder and rape, it's hard to listen to Columbus's words, at least, unless you choose to be extremely, almost completely cynical and not think that his main goal was to bring the principles of Christ, the Beatitudes, caring for the widow and the orphan, the poor and the needy, helping those that had less, love, honor, faith, courage, commitment, patience, kindness, honesty, justice, all of these principles that Christ laid out. December 12th, 1492, Columbus raised a great cross at the entrance of the harbor of Montesquieu Bay on the northwest coast of the island of Hispaniola as a sign that your highnesses hold the country for yours and principally for a sign of Jesus Christ our Lord and an honor of Christianity. December 16, 1492, because they, the Arawak tribe, are the best people in the world and above all the gentlest, I have much hope in our Lord that your highnesses will make them all Christians, and they will be all yours, as for yours I hold them. December 24th, 1492. Your Highnesses may believe that in all the world there can be no better or gentler people. Your Highnesses should feel great joy because presently they will be Christians and instructed in the good manners of your realms. For a better people there cannot be on earth, and both people and land are in such quantity that I don't know how to write it.
The first island he landed on Columbus christened San Salvador, meaning Holy Savior. Then he knelt, he prayed, O Lord, almighty and everlasting God, by thy holy word thou hast created the heaven and the earth and the sea. Blessed and glorified be thy name, and praised be thy majesty, which hath deigned to use us, thy humble servants, that thy holy name may be proclaimed in this second part of the earth. As they landed on each island, Columbus had his men erect a large wooden cross as a token of Jesus Christ our Lord and in honor of the Christian faith. Let's see how much time we've got left here, folks. Oh, yeah. According to Columbus's personal log, his purpose in seeking undiscovered worlds was to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the heathens and bring the word of God to unknown coastlands. It's kind of hard, folks, unless we want to go the route that Columbus was just a <clears throat> complete fraud and liar to think that his main purpose wasn't what his own words say, which was to bring Christ to people that didn't know Christ and to places that had never heard of him. Because that's the Great Commission, right? Go into all the world if you don't know from the New Testament. That's the command of Jesus Christ is to go into all the world and make known the gospel. It's not to say that Columbus didn't have other dreams, desires, goals. But to pretend that Christianity, spreading Christianity wasn't the main one or that it wasn't even one at all is, well, it just doesn't know much about history. Black Knight Fighter has come up. We'll do some more this week, folks. There is There's a little bit, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Some of the cannibalistic tribes that they ran into uh, that kind of pokes a hole in this lie that the natives were all there living this blissful life until these cruel colonists came over. At any rate, I hope that gives you a little bit something. This day and week of Columbus Day. There's definitely a reason to celebrate Columbus Day as Columbus Day, not as Indigenous Peoples Day or anything else. We have a reason to do it. So we'll do a couple more days. Sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.